Martina and you're about to listen to the first episode of the Teens Life Podcast, a podcast made by teenagers for teenagers. I'm going to talk about a key topic which all of us need to know about sooner or later. I'm going to explain what is the actual key to success. Ever since I made my way to the youth age, I promptly got interested in the psychological side of my peers. What were they up to at that particular stage of their lives? I have wondered for a long time whether even among my friends would share this great thirst for success that is constantly part of my thoughts. In this episode, I'm going to seek out what ambitions, if any, the generations he has and what concept of success young people believe in. These are just as confused about success as the rest of us, writes newspaper. Is that actually true? I personally interviewed some teens from all over the world and what I found out is some interesting food for thought. 70% of teens are neither confused nor scared about their future. They know what they want and they are going to make it happen. But what do they actually want? Most of teenagers measure success in how much happy they are going to be. There's not an answer to this question. For someone, success is to become millionaire and excel in work, for men to be independent, and for others simply to be in a healthy relationship. Anyway, there's that 30% of teenagers that, still at the age of 20, don't know what to do with their lives and some of them are not even interested in it. They just see what happens. These kids are demotivated, afflicted and terrified. How come? Well, we have to do a distinction. There are those who simply couldn't care less about their future and those who are not even close to be prepared to do the big leap because they are spooked. Most of that 30% thinks that until 18 you shouldn't worry about anything but having fun because you are young ones and financially supported by your parents only throughout your adolescence. A great amount of teens disagree. The smartest ones think that adolescence is the actual part of life where you should start focusing on your goals and you have to be taught work ethics early life. So that way, when you are on your own, you know how to provide for yourself. That being so, why are all these things feeling disconnected to reality? The youth of today has an enormous power. These are clever, authentic and emotionally courageous. They would have great potentials if they knew how to use them. But they do not. The actual problem is not them. This society is. For teens to be successful, they must do the job that is most important to them without being swayed by what their parents and teachers want from them, who they think they are or who they should be. This is precisely what happens. Others constantly try to divert teens from the path they have chosen to make them do what they think they should do. They should encourage teenagers and make them understand the positive positive impact they can have on the world and on other people because this will provide them with an enormous source of energy and motivation. Things cannot persist in pursuing their long-term goals if they do not know what they are doing or why they are doing it. The society has to let them be. Teenagers are surrounded by opportunities. They are more skilled than adults, they know technology, which is the basis of today's world, and they can take advantages from it. Against a lot, they effectively address the digital temptations that surround them. They use computers and smartphones strategically rather than compulsively as tools that make them more efficient, effective, connected and creative instead of being distracted and emptied of electronics. 
Generation Z turns away from instantaneous and superficial activities to think deeply. Deep work. The ability to do deep work is becoming increasingly rare at exactly the same time as it is becoming more and more valuable in our economy. As a result, the few who cultivate this skill and then make it the focus of their working life will thrive. But one thing they do not need is more ambition. We usually think of the most ambitious guys as the ones who are also most likely to be successful. But more often than not, that commitment leads to stress and anxiety. Too much ambition causes kids to focus on themselves even more than they are already proud, and this will not lead to success at work. I have developed this kind of obsession over the past few years, which led me to panic attacks, restless nights, and moments of heavy depression that used to come automatically when my mind started thinking about failure. I am so scared by the idea of not being able to succeed in life, to have a dignified job, and to be forced not to settle down in my dream city because of a lack of money. That's what happens if you are too ambitious. You tend to overthink. And that's absolutely not good. I spend days and days doing my research trying to find the easiest and fastest way to reach my goals. But reality is that there is no such a thing as a free lunch and you have to work harder and harder day by day. But I found a book, I found a great book which opened my mind. This book, which I highly recommend to everyone, is called Successful Teens. Real teens talk about using this light edge. It is a book written by teenagers for teenagers and gives you the best advice to get into the right mindset. It made me realize that the actual job I had to do to achieve success was in the first place the one on myself. This book's philosophy comes down to a simple concept. You can create any life you want, no matter how difficult it might seem, only by understanding how small positive steps make the difference over time. The things that don't even seem to matter are the ones that matter the most. Eight are the commandments you have to follow and I'm about to tell you how to make them yours. The first principle you have to learn is that small steps win the race. It happens very often that children feel overwhelmed by the idea of the many responsibilities they have. To do well in school, behave well with parents, go out with friends, play sports regularly, and above all, they feel the weight of having to complete activities so as not to disappoint anyone's expectations. Organization. That's it, that's everything you need. Be efficient, and to do a proper job, you need to discipline yourself in preparing everything and leave nothing at the last second. Never let the feeling of being overwhelmed keeps you from accomplishing your duties. Take your time, one small step after another, until you reach your destination. Life is always a struggle, and you cannot get in the mindset that avoiding hard work by taking shortcuts isn't going to harm you, especially when you grow up and get more and more responsibilities. As an example, you are in college, so you can choose whether to attend or not, and one day you end up thinking, if I don't go to class today, it isn't going to hurt me, I'll make it up tomorrow. Well, that's what we urge you the most. We will have missed the boat, darling. Success will come your way as long as you do simple things, but you do them every day. You don't need to take huge leaps in life. If you cope with challenges step by step, you will be amazed at how much progress you can make over time. Bear in mind the tortoise and the hare fairy tale. Slow and steady always wins the race. 
Okay, realize that little things make the difference. But what actually boosts you to do these tiny things, whether positive or negative? Attitude. Attitude is everything. No doubt that's no willpower that determines what you do. Willpower means forcing yourself to do something you don't really want to do. You can't force yourself to enjoy doing the cleaning or helping your sibling with their homework if you are not up for it. That may work for a while, but you cannot keep pushing yourself for long. Therefore, it's not willpower that drives your actions, it's your attitude. Your attitude shows itself in everything you do, and it is so meaningful to determine both your simplest and hardest actions, from the way you carry yourself to the way you deal with your tough times. So, is handle your attitude the secret to controlling your actions? If you were able to control your attitude, then you would be able to manage your actions, don't you? Not quite. That doesn't work because you don't have one singular attitude. One day you might be on cloud nine until you run into your ex-boyfriend or your mother yells at you. Maybe today you're willing to study for your upcoming test and because you feel it, you get busy with it. No distractions, no excuses, you just take it and kick it off. But what if you just don't feel like studying tomorrow? Your attitude is changing all the time and your feelings as well. Some days you're not going to feel the best and however hard you try to get it well, it's almost impossible trying to control your feelings and consequently your attitude. So, if your actions are not a result of willpower, determination or controlling your attitude and feelings, then what is the key of your actions? The answer is discovering the source of your attitude. Understanding what's at the heart of what you feel is the key to achieve whatever you want in life. It comes down to what is called your philosophy, which refers to the way you see yourself and the whole world. Everybody, consciously or not, has already developed their own philosophy. It is literally the secret that lies behind the puzzle of your own doom. Let's take an example. Two kids grow up in the same dysfunctional family or rough neighborhood, but one of them will overcome it and the other won't. Why? Because how they feel the experiences made will determine how they react to them. You write your own destiny with your actions, but your actions are determined by your attitudes, and your attitudes themselves are determined by how you see the world. But if your current philosophy does not allow you to be successful in what you're doing now as a young person, it is time to change it, because the vision you have of the world at the moment will not take you anywhere in the future if it do not allow you to achieve more results now. How to change it? Experiment. Pack your things, get on a plane and find your way. Or easier, read books, do research and look for a comparison with those who have made it. Every dog has his day, but the road is long, so stand up and get in the game. You have to start your future straight away. You have to size the day. Sizing the day means taking control of your life right now, today. It means not blaming the past or be concerned about the future. The only time you have is now, the present. Because the past is gone and the future has not yet arrived. That's easy to understand, but the hard one to live by. A lot of the past goes into who you are today and what your life looks like. Your childhood, your friendships, your teachers, and maybe some people who weren't even your friends but left you a footprint. All of this is called your circumstances, and often they can weigh really heavy on you. It's easy to get caught up in your circumstances by the difficulties of right now. I know there's so much on your plate, I'm also aware that you sometimes may feel like 
There are too many questions you don't have the answers for and challenges you have no idea how to deal with. But guess what? Circumstances might affect you, even driving you insane, but they are not part of who you are and they do not define who you will someday be. Bear in mind, even with all your troubles, concerns and fears, there is an invisible you. The invisible you is who you will become someday. Maybe not tomorrow, not in a month, not in five years, but someday. And are the little choices you make or not every day that will put you on the path that takes you there. They are building the invisible you of the future. Circumstances are a factor in what you become, but you are a factor in what you become. This means that it is fundamental to learn from your past experiences. Even your negative ones can teach you something. But there's a gap between learning from them and getting bogged down in them. And here it comes the famous, you can't control what happens in your life, but you can control how you react to that. You have maybe been told all the possible ways by now, but this is the naked truth. Means that can happen to everyone at any time, life isn't fair, some grow up poor, some end up in foster care, one day it's bright and some blessed and you can't imagine how life could ever get dark again. But the next day, something really bad happens and you can't believe life will ever get better. Most of the awful things that happens to us are completely out of our control. Just because we, wa we want the weather to be warm doesn't mean that it will be. We can't control the weather and we can't control our circumstances as well. We can nag and complain, but we cannot do much about the difficult times. They happen. What matters the most is what you do about the tough times when they do happen. You can control how you do feel about yourself and you can choose what to do about your circumstances. The way you view them makes all the difference between success and failure and it is completely within your control. The key is to act rather than react. Reacting, indeed, means complaining or blaming. Why did it happen to me? It's really not my fault, it's my parents or my friends. Taking actions means taking charge of what you did and try to change your situation. And you can only take action in the present, neither in the past, which is gone, nor in the future, because it hasn't happened yet. You can only build the future in the present. You have to stop blaming, when you stop blaming, you accept the truth and you are the cause of what happens in your life. When you learn how to take responsibility for your past actions, by the time, you can finally look at everything that brought you to that point with appreciation and without blame. Maybe the past isn't completely gone for you, but now you have a different attitude toward it. Teens who are successful do take responsibility for who they are, where they are and what they have done. Taking responsibility for what happens to you, even when it hurts the most, even when life isn't fair, is one of the most liberating and mature things you can ever do. One of the most shared thoughts is that in order to succeed in something, you must have done it your whole life. That's a misleading stereotype. You do not need to do everything in the near future. Everything starts with a small step. Every outcome, accomplishment, victory starts somewhere, with the first step. That first step can be tough to take, yet a small step can lead you to results you cannot even imagine. I'm going to tell you a story. On a chilly day in December 1955, Rosa Parks was an unknown 42-year-old tailor in Montgomery, Alabama. 
On the day she took a small step, she decided she had had enough. She was tired after a long day of work, and above all, she was tired of being treated the way she was. Rosa Parks was a black woman. When she was told to give away her bus seat to a white passenger, she refused, even when the bus driver threatened her with arrest. Rosa Parks was arrested, jailed and fined for a bitch. According to the law, black passengers must give away their bus seats to white passengers. That step cost her a lot, but she grasped the nettle. That step she took led to a start of a new civil rights organization, the Montgomery Improvement Association. Shortly thereafter, a young and relatively unknown minister named Martin Luther King was elected to be its spokesman, launching a political movement that over the years ended legal segregation in the United States and transformed race relations in the country. That's how powerful one's most step can be. When you feel demotivated, think about Rosa Parks. Sometimes people do not take that first step because they are waiting for a lucky break. Let's think about someone who's hoping to make the MBA. The truth, of course, is that very few people have the talent to become superstars in sports, where the odds of making a big career are one in a million. But when the lucky break do not turn out the way they hoped, they automatically give up. If we think about it, we realize that we make heroes out of people without seeing the years of hard work behind the success. Michael Jordan didn't become Michael Jordan overnight. Any successful athlete, in this case, pays the price. Hours and hours of practice by working hard, by struggling, by falling down and getting back up again with no one watching or cheering. Success in anything doesn't happen out of a thin air. Life is not a lottery. Waiting for a lucky break makes you get down on your knees before the world around you. Lucky break is able to keep people from ever taking actions and creating breaks from themselves. And the only way to create those breaks is through the power of simple daily actions, built up over time. This is the roughest part of the journey, the big gap in the means to get from a beginner to a professional in whatever task. You don't need an encouragement or a lucky break to achieve your goals. So fall, hurt yourself, cry if it's necessary, but then get up hunger and lead yourself to victory. There is no such a thing as a failure. The actual secret of success is failure. That's right, you have to fail in order to succeed. Thomas Watson, a very successful businessman who founded the company IBM, once said, the formula for success is quite simple. Double your rate of failure. Double your rate of failure to be successful? It sounds a little crazy, isn't it? We don't get the message that failure can be the key. More likely, in our everyday life, we try to avoid it at all costs. But what looks like failure can be something else entirely. It is only in our heads. We create it, we feed it. We interpret it in our own way what happens to us and we put labels on everything we do. But how can you learn anything without failing at the first? Who ever does something right at the first time? Can you imagine if you had been afraid of failure as a baby? Like, damn, I knew I wasn't cut out for that whole walking thing. What was I thinking? I was crazy even to try. Imagine if we hadn't tried and tried, cried and screamed, if we had just given up walking because we kept falling and failing at the age of one. What would we be now? Snails? Get off bad experience and do not try to raise them from your memory. The key to success is to rework them and take them as a lesson. Indeed, 
if you hadn't failed, now you would be making the same mistakes. In order to achieve success in life, it is necessary to develop healthy habits. Let me tell you a secret about habits. They have an enormous power. They are what actually run your life. A habit is basically an action that you have repeated and repeated that over time became automatic. Your actions, repeated constantly in your daily, migrate from your conscious mind to your subconscious mind and this latest is what really runs the show. Although we are most aware of it, our subconscious acts every day. If we think about it, we pass control of your usual actions to our subconscious mind. We learned how to tie our shoes and now we just do it automatically. This is called a habit. But what if you have a bad habit and you are not even aware of it? The good news is that your habit can be changed. But they can be changed exclu exclusively if you understand where they are coming from. They come from your thoughts, your attitudes and your philosophy. Namely, the way you see yourself and the whole world. So, once you're aware of a habit that isn't all that good for you, how do you change it or get rid of it? That's actually pretty rough. Trying to get rid of an unwanted habit is mostly like trying not to think about a pink elephant. The more you focus on yourself on not to think about the pink elephant, the more you will think about it. That's just a fact. But why, you might be wondering? When you push yourself to focus on what you don't want to do by thinking about it, complaining about, about it or worrying about it, you just get more of what you don't want. Habits are too powerful to be handled, so it's better to develop from the first a good habit and let it grow in your mind. This takes time and knowledge of where to focus your energy. Eventually, the key to your success to gain mastery of your everyday habits is through changing your philosophy. When you have control and succeed in changing your philosophy, you can change your habits and your life as well. The limiting factor is only you and what you hold to be true in your mind. It's never circumstances or fate. The wisest choice you can ever make is to believe in your unlimited possibilities because those will lead you to great results. It's called self-confidence and it's the right tool you can use to push yourself along the successful path. But be careful because there are, oh, oh, there are two kinds of habits. Those that help you grow and those that on the contrary hold you back. With the first you are on the right track. The second type makes you its way. The habit doesn't serve you, instead you serve it. However, do not get down on yourself, you have developed a bad habit. Almost everyone has one. Instead, try to understand how you can adjust it into something better. I know myself that it's tough to get rid of a habit you don't want or to change something just through willpower. You can't just wish a habit away, so you had better to start a new habit over again. Eventually, this new habit you have developed will become stronger and will replace the old one. But slow down one step at a time. To get started, you have to identify which one between your worst habits you want to change first. To do so, you need to take a break and reflect. Reflect means looking carefully at yourself, at your life, in order to recognize what you're happy with and what you need to change. There's another myth to spill. You are always learning, even when you fail. 
The best part of life is that we are always learning and discovering new things that somehow put us always on the right path. By learning new things and by how much we are impressed by them, we understand what our path is. It's insane how we are always in motion, even right now listening to this podcast. In life we are never standing still, we will either fly or fall, because the world is constantly changing and so are we. We are always in motion, our life is always going somewhere. We do change, if, even if a tiny bit you are not the same person as yesterday and tomorrow you won't be the same person as today. The catch is that we do not notice which direction we are going. We may be standing still in one place, heading neither up nor down. We may be on the path of continuous learning, or not on the path, whether we realize it or not. We have total choice over which way we are heading, but chances are we do not realize it. But fact is that teen years are the best years to decide which direction to take. Once you get older, it's hard to find the time to go after the skills you want to acquire. Perhaps it's scary, perhaps you think you, you get only one chance now and if you blow it, it's all downhill from here. Not at all, it only means that you have a great opportunity right now and you can start to set yourself on the course of continuous learning. Continuous learning is crucial. There is no treading water in life, no running in place, no standing still. If you are not continually learning, you are not taking advantage of the opportunity to increase your skills and knowledge, you are definitely not on an upward path. And if you are not heading upward, you are not making progress. Actually, the concept is not that much different from the principle of investment, how money grows over time. The earlier you invest, the greater your reward. You have to design an investment plan for yourself. Consistently invest on yourself in order to build the you you want to be. Here it comes to top step. In order to continue the learning, you need help. Because trying to build yourself on your own is not only useless, but also almost impossible. You need help, and I'm going to tell you how to get it. Well, talking. You have to look for someone you can confide in to talk about your fears, concerns, doubts, but most of all, you need an expert to learn from. Whatever goal you aspire to, seek out adults who have already achieved a very similar goal. If you want to be a good, a good writer, attending a literary circle can help. In this way, you will not only get educated by listening and discussing about great writers, but you will also create connections with your classmates. Connections are really, really important. You will both be able to have a discussion with someone with your very same passion, and if you're lucky enough, you will find the right, persons that, the right person that might provide you a work opportunity. Always always ask for help. It's way faster and more convenient for your purpose. It's now time to plan your future and make your dreams come true. By now you have learned that success is no accident and you have to chase it. Those who achieved their goals made it by following a very specific result. Perhaps they are not even aware that they have taken specific steps, but more or less the process is the same for everyone. There are four steps you need to follow for any goal to come true. Firstly, you must picture it vividly. You must look at it every day. You must have a plan to start with. And finally, you can't quit on yourself. Let's go through the steps one by one. 
Firstly, you have to picture it vividly. You need to develop the skill of envisioning. Envisioning means creating a picture of something that hasn't happened yet, but making that picture so vivid that it feels real. The reason why uh, this is fundamental is that your subconscious mind, that part of you that controls 99% of what unfolds in your life, needs a clear picture of your finish line. Once you have a vivid picture imprinted in your mind, you will find the courage to get there. Here one tip to make it easier. When you talk about your dreams, do not use words that make them seem bold or not realistic. For example, don't say I hope to or I will try to. Instead say I will make it real. This is important because your subconscious, your subconscious mind doesn't deal with the future. It deals with the now. If you tell yourself, someday I hope to be a famous actor, that goal won't be real in your subconscious. You had better say something like, I will succeed in becoming a famous actor. And you have to say it every day. It could sound silly, but it can seriously help and you will feel more motivated over time. Now think about each dream you have and ask yourself two questions. The first one is, what exactly? Let's suppose your dream is to get good grades next year, but what actually is a good grade for you? Does that mean a straight 10? Does that mean going from a 5 average to a 6 average? If you want to get a nice job and make money, what does this actually mean? What kind of job? How much money? Why do you want to become rich? Picture it vividly. See if you really want to do that in your life. Second question is by when? You need to set a specific time to accomplish your dreams. You will be more likely to achieve them and you won't put them off. That's because you know you have a deadline and you will put more effort and attention to the process. Then you need to make a plan. This step is where people are often thrown off track. There's always the concern of making a wrong plan that won't work. You may feel anxious. What about if it won't work? How could you ever know from the beginning? Well, you can't. Nobody can. But knowing whether it will work or not doesn't matter. The purpose is not to come out with a successful plan. You don't need that now. You need a simple plan that will get you started. Details will change over time and for now you need only to take the necessary steps to enrich your knowledge. Keep in mind that no one is going to give you a break or a free handout. If you want something, get up and make it happen by yourself. You can do it, you know you can, but you have to start somewhere with a simple plan. But be careful, do not make the mistake of saying, then why bother if my plan isn't going to get me there, why make one in the first place? Because your very first plan is your starting line and you need it as much as you need a euro to start a bank account. Without that euro or that first baby step, your dream, no matter how deeply you want it, will never become reality. You do not need a perfect plan, there is no perfect plan, there can't be because it is only your starting point. If you put too much effort or dedicate too much time uh, to make it perfect, you will be more likely to take all the life and joy out of doing it. Whatever you can dream, you can do. What is the actual point of the tortoise and the hair fairy tale? Slow and steady wins the race, right? 
but in reality, going slow is not always the way out. Sometimes you move too slowly, sometimes fast is the right strategy, sometimes slow is. The key word is not slow, but steady. Steady wins the race. That's it. The fairy tale of the tortoise and the hare is actually about the remarkable power of momentum. According to physics, a body at rest tends to stay at rest, and a body motion tends to remain in motion. That's why the small things you do every day are so crucial. Once you're in motion, it's easy to keep in motion. Once you stop, it's hard to get on track again. Let's have an example. You and your friends both want to learn to play an instrument over the summer in order to be trained enough to play in the fall. You agree to practice half an hour every day, but your friend gets busy with other stuff. Instead of doing his half an hour every day, he will just practice four hours a day, every, uh, four hours every Sunday. At the end of the summer, who's going to be more trained? It won't be your friend, of course not, that's because after six days off, every Sunday we feel like he's starting all over again. By not practicing for six days, he has lost whatever ground he gained, he has lost all his momentum. But if you work every day toward your goals, it will take less energy to get started every day. And once you are in a rhythm, it takes less energy to keep yourself going. Plus, the habits you have developed will change you, will become part of your routine, part of who you are. I can assure you, dear listener, that this doesn't happen with a once in a while, all out effort. So please do not quit on yourself. I'd like to conclude this episode by telling you guys that success, as we have seen, is absolutely subjective. Do not be discouraged if you haven't graduated from an Ivy League school or if you earn a lower salary than a friend of yours. Success comes when you finally feel proud of where you have come and of the person you are. When you will feel really, really happy, guys, you will have achieved success. Thank you all for listening. I hope I motivated you to always follow your dreams and to always fight for what you love. I wish you the best of luck on your journey. And remember, every cloud has a silver lining. You, you play me.